Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, January 17th. I'm Sarah Reith. A portion of the Fort Building, just north of City Hall in Fort Bragg, is on its way to becoming a tribal learning center in collaboration with the city and a coalition of local tribes. And the city is trying to attach some educational and policy commitments to its land acknowledgement. These are some of the recommendations that came out of a Citizens Commission tasked with researching public opinion about changing the name of the town and the deeper issues of racism. In 2020, during the height of the pandemic and a national reckoning with racial violence, the City Council held an hours-long, in-person, partially outdoor public meeting considering a ballot measure asking residents if they wanted to change the name of the city. It's named after Braxton Bragg, a Confederate general who never set foot on the premises. Instead of a ballot measure, the council convened the Citizens Commission, which met for more than 60 hours over a year and a half and presented its recommendations to the council late in 2022. One of those recommendations, which then-city manager Peggy Ducey predicted would form the backbone of the city's approach to the rest, was crafting an MOU with the city, the school district, and local tribes to present a more complete and inclusive history of the local area. Last night, at a City Council Culture and Education Ad Hoc Committee meeting, Fort Bragg Vice Mayor Jason Godak reported that he had just met with a school district committee about plans for an ethnic studies curriculum at the high school. And he shared a progress report about associating specific actions with the land acknowledgement. Just having the land acknowledgement in and of itself is, is a starting point, but it needs to have some resolution behind it. So one of the one of the bits of feedback was uh, that we got from the tribal council was that we should when talking about actual consultation, which is a that's a that's a that's a real term that has to do with uh, governing bodies working together and and working uh, as collaborators. So we resolved to consult the governing body of the Sherwood Valley Band of Pomo on initiatives, issues, or items of concern. So one update that I would give there is that we're currently um, working with the Tribal Council to update and firm up our memo of understanding on on how we uh, work together as governing bodies and also on how we address uh, potential cultural artifacts at sites of development here in the city of Fort Bragg. So this is a this is a long document, and it's it's one that that uh, both of our municipal governing bodies, uh, our governing bodies, will have a chance to uh, give input on and and uh, negotiate, and then finally approve. So that's one thing that we are consulting with them on right now. So our our second. Uh, commitment is to raise visibility and public awareness of the history and contemporary presence of the native population of our area. So this is really something that would would be uh, quite potentially broad in terms of the history of the Mendocino Reservation and in terms of who all is is currently living here. Godak said the city is collaborating with a nonprofit called Kai Poma to figure out how to use two of the rooms in the fort building to exhibit art, artifacts, and other educational materials. So Kai Poma is a nonprofit that was um, created, and it brings together Round Valley, Coyote Valley, and Sherwood Valley, bands of Poma, uh, for its for its governing body, for its uh, board members, and it was created um, in in one sense to uh, receive property from the state, uh, the Blues Beach property, which is up near Westport. It's like 140 acres. It's a very large piece of property. And so they've been they've been given that property to be the custodians, the direct custodians of that property and to uh, help in managing it. And as part of their, their articles, they also are engaged in uh, education and visibility and uh, trying to share how the, the land uh, has has been 
treated and uh, the ways in which it has uh, Pomo people have been custodians of that land for millennia. And so really a lot of their uh, charter, a lot of their articles align very much with what we were hoping for from that learning center. And they're also very interested in having a presence, an office presence here on the coast. Eddie Knight, a Kai Poma board member, shared some ideas from the Cultural Center at Lake Mendocino. For almost uh, 30 years, we had a, at Lake Mendocino, we had the Cultural Center there. And it was limited space. What we did was that we had uh, uh, videos. When people came in, they pressed a button and it showed Elsie Allen making her baskets and she was narrating it. Instead of having all her baskets displayed, she went ahead and narrated some of her baskets and stuff and everything else on just a a video screen. Especially the Corps of Engineers wanted to know what kind of fish and kind of birds and stuff like that, the natural habitat. We had a little video with them uh, explaining uh, the lake itself and what activities and stuff and everything else. Maybe, you know, thinking later that uh, uh, maybe we can get some videos. And on another subject is that one gentleman was talking about the community. We, we were talking at Kai Poma and some of the activities when we were after our meetings and stuff. We were talking about uh, having some uh, local artists come in, not only uh, Native American art, but also the local artists is there. And, you know, not just being just one one showing, it'd be several showings of different kind of artists and arts and craft in, in the area. And that was one of the things we were talking about uh, amongst ourselves, what kind of activities we would like to see. It's not settled yet how the rooms would be set up to accommodate what combination of exhibits and office space. Chelsea Bohm, a curator from Ukiah's Grace Hudson Museum, recommended low lighting and special coating on the windows to preserve artwork and artifacts, cautioning that this arrangement is not always conducive to a working environment. The committee is also seeking funding from the Community Foundation for educational signage about local Pomo history and people including an acknowledgment of Buffy Schmidt of the Sherwood Valley Band of Pomo Indians, who created signs with sayings on them in the northern Pomo language and images inspired by local basketry. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.